Hello, everyone. Welcome. Almost 30 podcast. What's happening? How How's are everyone ya? feeling? How are you? I need to first bring, time on the mic. I need to bring back the vocal fry. I know. <laughs> honestly, TBT to the vocal fry days. I need to bring... TBT. Damn, I was listening to an interview from forever ago and I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. I was just really excited about mm. the topic we were talking about and yeah. I was just... It was very apparent in the interview. Yeah. I... I was listening to one the other day. We were doing a little bit of like backlog research. And I was like, wow, land the plane, lady. <laughs> Dude, honestly. I still do that today. And Dude, I'm sure I'll look back honestly. a fucking year from now and be like, wow, still haven't landed the goddamn plane. But <laughs> land like, the plane, lady. You know, yeah, you're just like watching it. You're like, okay, we're circling the base. Is she gonna fucking stick it? And I'm it? literally feeling into the energy of the guest who's just like, what was the question? <laughs> Dude, and I've been on interviews with people interviewing us when it's embarrassing to ask for the question. I know. You feel bad being like, dude, actually, so we've interviewed a baller woman. I don't know if it was Marianne Williamson. Maybe that was like, what are you, like literally direct. She's, what, what is the you? question? Exactly. What is the question? Which was like, Actually refreshing, but then also throws you off. <laughs> totally. Literally throws you off. I actually really appreciate it. It reminds me mm-hmm. to just get get to it. There's a, I listened to The Knowledge Project hosted by Shane Parrish, and he just asked the most concise, short questions. Like, right. it's literally the guest talking basically the whole time, and he'll be like, so how did that feel? I love that. <laughs> He's great. I'm like learning a lot from listening to him, but land it. I know. I was talking to one of the trainers at the gym. He was like, comes to me. He's like, he, it's so bizarre. I was doing a plank or something. And when he comes to talk to me, I'm like, perfect. I can like not work out. I'm like, yeah. excuse me. I'm like ready for a full <laughs> conversation so I can not work out. He's like, you have really long. He's like, you have beautiful hands. You have really long fingers. I'm like, are you going to eat them? Like, <laughs> I'm like, why are you telling me this? And he's like, are you creative? I was like, sure, I guess. I have a podcast. And he was like, what's it in? I was like, spirituality. He's like, this is inspiring me so much. All I said was I had a podcast in spirituality. He's like, I have a podcast and it's inspiring me to start doing my podcast again. And I was like, wow. perfect. And he's like, well, did you always talk about spirituality? And I was thinking, I was like, I think at the beginning, our first episodes were like, were like call her daddy. Yeah, like A little sure. raunchy. And his eyes, when I said that, were like, I honestly think he got a small boner thinking about call her daddy just because a woman said call her daddy. We missed her Literally, calling. he was like, he, he was like, blink, blink. Dude. We missed our calling. I mean, whatever. We'll get, we'll get wrong. I'm sure we'll go through cycles. Yeah. Well, you, you nailed it the other day. You're like, first year was this. Second year yes. was more entrepreneurship Fitness. or- First year was- Health and wellness. Train wreck. Second yeah. year was plane wreck. <laughs> yeah. No, first year was sex stuff. Then second uh, year of almost 30. Sex and... It was like, like we had like nutritionists. Yes. Like health, wellness. Stuff. Now we're, I guess, yeah. Who knows, dude? Let your let yourself evolve. That's why you guys came here. Be the freak that you were born to be. <laughs> let your freak flag fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Coming off wow. fresh off a of girls' weekend, yeah, had, it was cute. I had a lot of people message me. They're like, "It looked like you had such a great weekend." I, I feel like people. It's like just my dying. job as an influencer's done. You're jealous. Yeah, <laughs> dying to get out, dying to be yes. with people they love, and like go somewhere. It's it's really nice to not be in your own space yes. for a little bit because it kind of disorients you out of the same thoughts you're thinking when you get out of bed and you walk it. You know what I mean? Totally. And speaking from a privileged place to be able to go to go away during this time, feeling so lucky. But yeah, yeah we had a Well, before it potentially blast. shuts down again. I was, know. I mean, who knows what's going what's gonna to happen. So it was good to just a small group get away. Yeah. And it was so nice. Lots of laughs. Lots of Hilarious laughs. walking into... Okay, so I guess, you know, it is a, an influencer trip. We're yep. so lucky. We have a, our friend Jordan who works at Hotel Pasea in Huntington Beach. And she was just so sweet and generous and just planned this whole weekend. And you'd think, you know, we're coming in as influencers. <laughs> we'd walk in with like our best things on, our freaking best threads. Yeah, what's the and influencer y'all, swag right now? I don't even know. I wasn't wearing It's like it. sunglasses and like a Kylie Jenner sweat set maybe. 
like we should be ready to take a photo at any time. Yes. I don't know if we were down, like ready to take a photo at all at any point. No, no. <laughs> That's the hard thing is it's like, they're like, oh, come stay. And you're like, and I come in trash clothes and I'm like, oh, I'm trying to relax. But also yes. you have to get ready and I know. you're supposed to be taking pictures. I'm like, oh, we had... um they did this workshop for us, which was like a skin workshop and it was social distance with an anesthetician. So we were all sitting in our like places away from each other and we weren't getting facials, but they were showing us like how to do our own facial. We all were, <laughs> oh my God. I had like dirty sweatpants on, like Yo. a giant sweat. We all were just- I was really trying. I, I was looking in like the selfie thing in my phone. I was like, can I maybe from this angle? And I was like, uh-uh. I know. I Nothing do, looks like, good. A Tezza moment with the tiny mirrors they gave us and like take a picture in the mirror. <laughs> You know that vibe? I was like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of me taking a picture in this mirror with the background. And it was like, my mirror was all dirty. Yeah. And like my fucking thing was all dirty. So, so it didn't look cool at all. It was like, what is this? <laughs> and we took a boat ride, which was so The boat ride was fun. a blast. It was, it was a blast. But like Huntington, all the the edge is like fucking rocks. And tankers. Our boat ride was past tankers and like that fueling station. <laughs> there was like a giant fueling Plus, station. Gary, like, the captain, was so freaking sweet. Yes. He literally did it up for us. We had a full mini fridge. We had blankets. We didn't drink a single thing from the mini fridge. Yeah, didn't drink a single thing. We're so fun. Um, we drank wine. Oh, we, yeah. We brought our own we, wine. We brought our own. But yeah, it was very... I hadn't been to Huntington. Yeah. It, it was a whole different vibe. A whole different vibe. But we had a we had a blast. It was a good time. <laughs> it was, yeah. This is good. To, it was just good to feel. Lately, I've been really feeling into the energy of like what a friend looks like. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking about it a lot this year. Like what does friendship mean to me? And the up level of my friends right yeah. now is insane. Just I like- know. Once you're able to really be clear on like, what does friendship feel like to you? What does it look like to you? It just, it gets so much easier. I've been reminded of the, I think I had a thought, like a, a story that friendship should be easy. Friendship should yeah. be just flow. And that made me forget about the part that friendship is work and, and mm -hmm. you have to pour into your friendships. Yes. And yeah, I've just been really thinking about that a lot this year and what, that means for me is that making time to catch up with someone on the phone and having it be super intentional or is it like touch bases consistently every week or is it like thoughtful emails mm -hmm. or is it, you know, just what does that look like and how can we do that during this time, especially with, you know, COVID and everything. But it's important because you get back so much when you pour into those yeah. relationships. Like even the weekend that we spent, I was like, damn, my friends are pouring into me and it feels so good and, and yes. vice versa. And yes. it just felt like this energy kick that I was needing and I didn't know how to get, but yes, there it was. It was a drug. It was a drug. I felt high. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, Milana Snow and Letitia Roll. If you guys want to look up our friends that we went with. Mm -hmm. um, I thought this was an amazing thing that friends were doing. So- Jenna Zoe and Jordan Younger. So Jordan Younger of The Balanced Blonde and then Jenna Zoe, who you guys both know. Last Friday, they they hung out when we were away and they did, they spoke basically very honest to one another about what they, each other sees as their blocks. So Jordan told Jenna what she thought her blocks were Ooh. and things that were holding her back and vice versa. And I was like, dude, that is how baller wow. our friends are. Yep. That we can go there, feel safe feel supported, mm. feel seen, and really give that kind of like real raw feedback. Hey, great. When's our, I wasn't when's there. our night? I know. That I wasn't there. I we're gonna make it a, we're gonna make it an episode. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, they had this beautiful thing that I will I will witness and appreciate, but probably never participate in. That's really cool. Isn't though. that baller? Yeah, that's baller. You, yo, that, I'd be down to do it. But that's an advance like let me be clear, people, that is an advanced skill level. Do not be doing yeah. this activity with friends that like are not your <laughs> friends. like Or just not ready to hear the truth. Exactly. Well, you'll jump. Imagine if yeah. you did it with friends that like were not there for your highest intention or didn't have an agenda, you know, subconsciously. A lot of the stuff yeah. is subconscious. But damn, that is like, that is the thing that takes the friendship to the next level. Of too. course. Something like that. Yeah, tragedy. Tragedy. <laughs> When you hurt their feelings, then you build them back up. But that's actually the cycle of abuse. <laughs> but I'm thinking about like me think, I've been thinking a lot where I'm like, I 
I need people to hold me accountable for things, but I haven't been necessarily having the conversations that start that accountability where I'm like, I (laughs) need this. (laughs) Totally. Please tell me when I'm being a little bitch or whatever, you know? Totally. But that's cool. Okay. I know. Is that a good one? I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. I'm totally down. I think it'd be good to do us four to do that. Yes. Milana and Letitia. Yes. Yeah, because it's like, I'm trying to think of who's safe. Who's safe? Everyone's (laughs) safe. All my friends are safe, but. But feeling safe with friends. Yes. Yeah. But it's also like subconsciously, you know what people would say. That's why it's so powerful. And it's also their perspective. (laughs) Totally. A little bit, a little bit. Because I think of something that someone I know would say and I'm like, I subconsciously have answered your question and you're thinking of me in my head. You know what I mean? I also think there there should be a balance of like having your friends highlight things about you that are maybe you don't see as much that are really beautiful. And, yes, and, totally. You know, yeah. We should just cut the feedback and stick with that. <laughs> cut That's the feedback and stick style. with that. Oh man, speaking of friends, mm-hmm. Lauren Everts Bostic is on the show today. And I'm, I just, when I thought about, you know, females, in business, friendship, supporting one another, inspiring one another, being true to themselves. Like she truly embodies all of that. Mm -hmm. And candidly, like I had, I didn't know about Lauren. I didn't know about Skinny Confidential until mm, probably two years ago. I just was kind of out of the loop. Like I was was truly living under a rock. It was like a blogging world thing too that I was in. Yeah, totally. And when I first saw her stuff, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, blogger. And then as I really dug into her content, uh, the way she expressed herself and now through the podcast and just meeting her and knowing her now, I'm like, damn, she really does walk the talk mm-hmm. and is so generous with what she's learned and what she knows and her expertise in this world of, of influence. Um, that I just respect the fuck out of her. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy too. Like being in our industry, I've never, I haven't heard anyone ever say anything bad about her. Mm-hmm. Everyone is always like, she is so sweet, kind, caring, which we've always known. And I've we've met her at events when we've mm-hmm. been speaking. And then um, I met her a while ago, but she always has been so gracious and just like does it right. I mean, Mm -hmm. she's a leader. It was crazy too when our interview, I was telling you this after, it was like, she's so in her power, dude. She's so in her power. I was like, where, what's my power? Like a part of me felt a little bit. I was like, damn, like it was so inspiring. I was like, damn, I want to be that in my power where I'm just like, this is what it is. This is what I'm about. Like knowing who you are and what the fuck you're doing is powerful. Yes. I also was, was thinking, and we talk a little bit about it in the interview, but you know, being a mother now. Yes. I can't, I, I already feel that mother energy of just being like standing in your power and not giving a fuck and being like protective of like your, who you are and obviously your family, but facts. Yeah. There's, there's an energy there. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's like, um, Peter Kelly says that it's like, you can't fuck around when you're a mom. Yes. You're not Mm going to like sit around, waste your time. Exactly. You know, exactly. With shit when you're a mom, because you know, your priorities are just really clear. Really, really clear. But this was just fun. She came to the studio. Yeah. This will be on YouTube as well. And it was a very honest conversation, both about business, about, you know, balancing, being a mom, not really feeling balanced, but trying her best. Like her hacks are like life. Mm-hmm. The way she hacks her day to be able to give to her husband, her daughter, like to the business, to her team is very inspiring and so creative. Mm-hmm. And we talked about her hormone journey. So yes. balancing hormones after baby Zaza and how she learned to just really figure out her body, learning about hormones and hormone health. So I really loved our conversation there. And then we talked about a situation that happened to her earlier this year where she shut her Facebook group down. So that was something that happened um, within her community. She decided to archive the group. So she talks about her reasoning why and really you know, the impetus for everything that went down in that community during that time. 
Yeah. If you don't know Lauren, you can find out more at theskinnyconfidential.com. She and her husband, Michael, have an incredible podcast. Him and her podcast with her husband, Michael. I just freaking love that duo. Mm -hmm. Never, never boring. And they're always so, so honest. And it's been cool to just see not only them grow, like grow their family, but various businesses and I yeah. mean it's they just they've known each other forever and yeah I Michael's I love Michael I love Michael truly the best I Taking just like care people I love people that just are themselves yes just doing their thing yes the best um, thanks Lauren we appreciate you being here and to all of the TSC community we're just happy to have you mm-hmm. honored that you're here uh, for more I'm a member same. I'm a member of that commune. Same. So yeah, we're, we're glad to have you. Welcome, welcome, welcome if you're new. And you can find out more at almost30.com. We have um, our shop there as well, shopalmost30.com with all of our digital workshops, our new paradigm series that we had over the last year, 2020, because we couldn't be on tour. So you can buy those in the shop now. We have workbooks and downloadables to support you in your evolution. And what else? Our merch. Yeah. If you're looking for some fashion. Yeah. If you're looking for some (laughs) fashionable threads for the winter, we have our eco-friendly conscious apparel in the shop. And if you're interested in starting a podcast, yourpodcastpro.com. That's why you are podcastpro.com. We support podcasters, launch, grow, and monetize. And all the channels, Almost 30 Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, everything. And we look forward to connecting with you. Thanks for sharing with your friends. It's how we've grown. It's how you know we've built this community of inspiring conscious women. So yeah. We love you. We'll see you on the other side. Enjoy this one. Enjoy. I was looking at after having baby and the hormone journey, you know, oh. that you've been on. And I want to talk to you about that because I haven't had a baby, but we talk about hormones so much. I've been on my own journey. Isn't it insane when you figure out like what the hell's going on? I thought that I was just perpetually tired my whole life. I look back from 21 to 30 and I was tired for 10 years. And I, I don't mean like tired. I mean, I could nap at any time and found out I had a low thyroid. So that was that. And then started balancing my hormones, like you said. And you're right. It feels like a puzzle that you're putting together and you start to say, oh, this makes sense. And you just go layer after layer after layer. Once you balance it out though, I feel 8,000 times better. Yeah. It's um, it's really interesting how much we're sold about our bodies and like how it confuses us from actually tuning into what's actually going on. Like I, I'm thinking about my skin, but same thing with the hormones. It's like, we're kind of fed like, okay, so you're tired, take this. You know what I mean? There is this kind of blanket prescription that, you know, these brands are trying to to give us, but what was the moment where you were like, okay, I got, I have to learn more about what's going on. I mean, I was doing everything that I possibly could to lose weight and nothing was baby, nothing. And everyone's like, well, you just had a baby. That's not a good enough excuse for me. Like I was <laughs> You're so eating not like, enough. No, no excuse. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not eating a ton. Mm-hmm. I'm working out seven days a week. I'm walking every day. It's not like I'm sitting around eating Cheetos wondering why the weight's not coming off. It was not coming off. And then I started to dig into this and I was like, this is so fucked up that this industry tells us not to get our hormones checked until we're 50 or in menopause. I mean, I think if you're a woman, you should go to a hormone specialist. I'm not a doctor. I'm just telling you what's worked for me. You should know your thyroid levels. Like you should know your bank account. You should know where your hormones are at. You should do it every six months just to see and it's truly changed my life. I was wearing the same clothes like for five days straight, like my husband's clothes, nothing fit. I was puffy. I was overweight, obviously. I just had a baby, probably, it was probably like five months after. Horrible anxiety and sensory issues. Like, and sometimes I still get it too. But like if an alarm goes off or if if there's like a ding from a text message that would give me anxiety. Like it was so bad from postpartum. And I was like, this is not normal. I went into her office looking like death. It was disgusting. Like I looked just gross. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like this is so, I'm so tired. I'm so fatigued. I can't lose weight. And she's like, let's test your hormones. Thyroid, like I said, came back low. Testosterone came back so low. Progesterone came back low. Um, 
And she just helped me balance it all out. Once we got that balanced out, she tested my insulin. That's something, another thing no one gets tested. I was insulin resistant. These are things that if I had not got them tested and and balanced out, that she told me, even if I ate nothing and worked out every day, I still wouldn't lose weight. So I feel like I'm on this, I don't know, like crusade to tell women, if you're experiencing any of these problems, go get a test. And they say, what kind of doctor? Go to a hormone specialist um, and, and really dig into what's going on with you. Because I will tell you, I have not taken a nap during the day since, like, I am, I feel so much better. I don't know how you did everything you did if you were tired all the time. Oh my God. To be honest. No, like, oh, Do you know what I mean? So much happening. But that was, I had actually had the same. I had low, low T, low P- progesterone. I had super high estrogen. And I felt like when my hormones went crazy, I was wearing like a fat suit. Like I felt like I was just like in this skin and body that like wasn't mine. And it felt so uncomfortable. And there's that feeling of like when you wear fucking the same clothes every single day that are your husband's or fiance's, that's like, there's a thing to be cool about feeling good, but I wasn't feeling good. I'm not feeling good when I'm wearing fucking Justin's clothes every day. And not day. feeling like yourself. And not feeling like yeah. myself. The you same just, sweats that you go to every day yes. and like they start to smell like a rotten egg. <laughs> yes. Like it's like- They have like food all over the, them. The underwear that's like from Amazon that is like not the move. I, trust me, I get it. And, <laughs> and you, you get to a point, listen, everyone has to like do their own soul searching of how they want to be and how they want to look. For me, me personally, I- was uncomfortable in my skin. And so that's where I was like, okay, I need to like fix this problem and take it into my own hands. So get your hormones checked. Trust it, me. It's the best. Yeah. It truly will change your life. And it's just like a building block of your your normal life. But I forgot to say how we met the first time. Oh yes, please. At freaking um, Malibu Farm. This was like, how many years ago? My so many years. My ago. best friend was on her first marriage, so that's how many years ago it was. Her and this person got divorced, so that was probably a sign that she was going to lose. She lost the ring, but we were in Malibu Farm. It was my best friend and I. We were having lunch. She had just gotten engaged, had a huge fucking ring. It was so beautiful. She uh, took off her ring to put lotion on. Stood up, went to the bathroom. We were just enjoying the day. Realized her ring was gone. It's at Malibu Farm, so it has like planks. So it's like, okay, it's either in the first round of the planks or it's in on the beach below. And we were in Malibu Farms. Like there's really rich people from Malibu. People are like enjoying their like beverage. And we're like on the ground. She's like howling. She's like, oh my God, my ring. Four hours. Four hours we're looking with the staff. I thought it was your ring. Until no, you babe. Saw- no, it was my best friend's ring. Okay, God, that makes more sense. So now. I was on, because I was very chill. I was on the, so I had to go to the beach. I had to look in the beach. I was looking in the sand. She was looking underneath the floorboards. Finally, this busser used a hanger and like moved leaves underneath the thing and scooped up the ring after four hours. It was right before she's like, I'm going to call my fiance and tell him. She's like, I'm going to tell him. I'm like, first of all, we're never telling him. Second of all, we're not going to tell him now. And she, right when she was about to call him, we found it. Did but the th- bus are going to blow drop? We honestly, we, she was like, I need to send you a bottle of wine. He's like, what? I don't fucking give a shit. Literally, we're like, who's going to fuck the buster? <laughs> Which one of us is fucking him? But it was the most surreal day of my life because we knew she wasn't supposed to marry him. They ended up getting divorced very shortly after. And I was like, this is a sign. Like, mm. that's a sign. Losing the ring is a sign. And then we saw you. With Michael, I think, coming in. With Michael, and I think I was with my friend Steve. Yes. And I literally, like, it was so weird because I had a moment where I was, like, pitching you in front of her. And I'm like, this is how our culture is now, where I knew your story so well that I was, like, pitching you and your story to my best friend in front of you. I was like, oh, this is Lauren. Like, she was a bartender. She, like, worked her way up. so sweet. It was It was <laughs> so crazy. This is pre-podcast, too. Neither of podcast. Nope. You nope. guys were the OGs, though. Like, you guys started a podcast you know, very, very early on. Yeah, same with you. Yeah, I think you did too. No, I know. We we got into the space. We're very lucky to get into a sweet spot. Yes, very sweet spot. You guys are on what episode? 367? Yeah. What are you? Or I don't know. I think 300. I mean, it's... It's fun, huh? But isn't it kind of crazy to think about that that many hours of like you out there? Like I think about that. I'm like, because of how fast our culture changes. I'm like, what's going to happen in five years? Like, what the fuck have I said? And Let's 300, not pull bits. I know. <laughs> Let's not pull bits and manipulate it and edit it like so many people do. Uh-huh. You know? I feel like it's going to be a good tool. I mean, you have Zaza. It's like 
listen to episode mm-hmm. 268. There's a million so episodes. So I don't have to don't like listen. you. Yeah, don't listen to <laughs> the 500 other ones that I did. Wait, Just, have you listened to your first episode ever again? No. I would we love- We did it live. It was unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Really? Yes. It's hilarious. There's I don't know if I can do it. Nothing I'm too right. Psycho. It was stupid. Nothing we weren't right anything. about it. <laughs> we weren't saying anything. We were like, yeah, so like we're gonna be really honest with you guys on the show. And like we were thinking, it's like our first episode. They're like, what? <laughs> we're like, now um, I'm gonna do that. I'm inspired. We're like, we have a new, we have a new uh segment for you guys. It's literally the first show. There's yes. Th- everything they don't new. even know about segments. By the way. <laughs> yeah. It was unreal. But with having Zaza and like your journey, it's so crazy because it's like, I've seen you, you know, like I think I, I think get engaged, then get married and then have Zaza. And it was like, I know talking to Sam too, she's like, we're not going to talk about, you know, Zaza's going to be private and then you have Zaza and she's the most beautiful girl in the world. I'm, I was, I'm very torn about the privacy with the baby. I don't think that the uh, that everyone needs to be involved in everything with her. I will show her here and there, but like she's not the she's not she's a supporting character and she's got her own stuff. I'm pretty respectful with how much I show her. And Michael would actually even like me to be more like more of her off media. And I think like compared to other bloggers, like I'm not you're not going to catch us in the kitchen doing a laundry ad for like, you know, <laughs> me, Vanna Whiting. Like, I'm not, I don't want to like, and what there's nothing wrong with that. I just mean like for me, <laughs> the baby to me, it's, it's very sacred. Like the whole, mm-hmm. she's very special and to me. And of course that's how every parent is. But with social media, sometimes it feels, and the, the word, it's, it just feels like it's too much, mm-hmm. you know? There has to be some form of privacy. I mean. But you've also felt it yourself. Yeah, like, You know what I mean? Yes. Like you felt it to the nth degree of like eyes on you. And it's been really, I mean, we always look up to you in the way in which you do it. But then to think about that on a child, I'm sure you just have like this, I think you're so good and so protective, but I'm, I can imagine that just that inner conflict of like, it is, is a too much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never want to like, I'll show her here and there, but if I've showed her three days in a row, a picture of her, like, nah, mm-hmm. like maybe yeah. I'll wait like five days. Also, I don't want to tell her who to be. Um, I think so many parents have told their kids who they are. I like, I want her to tell and discover through herself what she wants to be in the world and how she wants to show up. And she might hate photos. I mean, I hate photos too. So. Same. Oh, I, mm. I'm so sick of seeing myself. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I, honestly. Fuck, and I have to post another fucking Instagram of myself. Like, I, I got it. Like, I've seen myself <laughs> enough. <laughs> I literally am like you again. Every time I know. <laughs> you I know. again. You guys should call this literally. episode you again. Literally. It is you again. It's like, I, I you again. Like, and I, video too. Oh, mm. it's, I've seen it. So for her, like, if she doesn't want to be on camera, great. Whatever she wants to do. Whoever she wants to be, I want to be very supportive and show up for that. What has been surprising about being a mom? Like, what was something you were like, you thought it would be like, but it wasn't? Or what's just been like different about your journey than you thought? You feel so guilty all the time. And I think that's not talked about. People talk about mom guilt, but as a business owner, like to feel it all the time. Like, there's so many things I have to do all day long to run a business, as you guys know, and then to also, you know, show up for her. What I've realized is I would rather show up a hundred percent than half ass. So I will schedule morning time with her. I'll schedule taking a bath. Like it's all in my calendar laid out of when I'm with her, and I'm really protective of that. And I've had to set a lot of boundaries with like you know, no, I can't do a conference call at nine o'clock. I'm with the baby. Like, no, find another time. Well, there's no other time. Well, then I'm not going to be able to do it today. You have to get brutal with your time even more so. And I didn't think I would feel guilty. It's very interesting. I don't know if it's a maternal thing. And I do. I feel every time I leave the house, I'm like, it has to be worth it. You know what I mean? It has to be something I want to do. I'm not doing any more things I don't want to do. It has to be something that is um, beneficial for everyone. So beneficial for the other person, the audience, for me. Like it has to be very much a win-win-win. And um, then that day I have to have some kind of space with her. I need I need to have space with her where it's off my phone. And I'm also surprised how young they notice the phone. 
that's sh- that. And she noticed the phone. I'm not joking. When she was born, I thought she like she's gonna. I'll be able to work on my phone in front of her, and she notices the phone, which is difficult when you're trying to post 16 Instagram stories. Not. You know what I mean? Just like fucking <laughs> pretending that I'm taking a shit in the bathroom when I'm just like sitting on the toilet posting an Instagram story. Like you have to like, you have Find to- Find your time. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So those are the two surprising things. How has it changed your relationship with Michael? Or like, how do you, do you see him differently? Or what has changed? Um, I think it's enhanced it because it's such a different layer to see your husband with something that's both of you. I also think I have a partner who is- fine to do half, sometimes fine to do 75%. Like he is fine to, he really helps. Like Mm. he's very, very, very hands-on. So much to the point where sometimes I'm like, you're micromanaging me. Like read a book, get away from me. Go find a fucking hobby. So he's very, very, very hands-on. So that's been very cool to see. And it's also obviously very helpful. I I would tell anyone out there who's looking for a partner, like I always say this, but don't settle. And if one one of my things is I really wanted to marry someone and become a parent with someone who was going to take on half the load. I never signed up in a marriage to be with someone where I was taking on 80% and they were taking on 20. I very much wanted it 50-50. Especially because if I'm bringing in 50% of the income, I mean, you know, I'm like sure. mm-hmm. I you, I'm not an octopus. 100%. <laughs> That's the whole thing is you guys are such achievers. It's like you have to like both of you are achievers in your own right. So it's like, it's a perfect balance in that way. Has he slowed down since? No, the okay. guy never slows down. He did. Michael does- You guys are so hungry to like- mm-hmm. He actually people. is hungry because I was going to say he doesn't eat. I mean- <laughs> He doesn't eat. <laughs> guys who don't People guys think he does throw, cocaine throw because he's like, that. he's just- I love him. He's like, like they put forget. on a 15 minute call. <laughs> like he'll be like, oh, yeah, we need 15 minutes. He's like, I got another 15 minute call after this. It's, it's like-, like so intense. Um, no, he has not slowed down. He's he's not a slow person. That's not a word I would use to describe him. I've slowed down. Yeah. And, uh, meaning that I've been more um, purposeful and meaningful with what I'm creating and like what I'm doing. It's not it's not quantity. It's, yeah. And you guys know that. Like it's it's quality. It's I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. You it's not quantity. Mm-hmm. It's that's I used to think it was, and I used to say yes to everything. I really used to say yes, yes you to did. everything. Mm-hmm. And then it, Tony Robbins always says this, you get to a point where what got you so far stops serving you for the next round. And it's like, okay, for the next round, what's going to serve me is doing things that light me up. And so I think s- slowing down ends up speeding you up. Mm-hmm. Ryan Holiday's book, Stillness is the Key, is such... Mm. When I do what I need to do in the morning, like my breath work and taking a freezing cold shower, taking a walk, getting off my phone, reading a book, I am so much more effective. Same. What other things are you, besides saying no to the things that just don't feel good anymore, what else have you like seemingly just like let fall off? Well, we just had a conversation, Ansley and I and the whole team about like how if, and Michael taught me this, how if it absolutely does not have to touch me, like, I don't know if touch me is the right word. <laughs> if no. it doesn't have to come to me and it can be solved without me, it, then it doesn't have to come to me. And that's that's another level that you like have to be like, okay, I used to want to be so hands-on and control everything and I can't anymore. So if it doesn't need to come to my desk, like then you guys figure it out. And if you fuck up, then we'll like adjust and move on. It, it's It's like every, I can't, you start, Glennon Doyle said this. She said, you start, and I loved you guys' podcast with her too. Um, she said, you wake up in the morning and first, she was a writer. You're a writer, right? So she's a writer. She loves writing. For me, I, I'm a blogger. I love blogging. I love creating content. And then you get to this point where it's people start to like what you're doing maybe and consuming your content. And then you get to another point where you're waking up and you're not creating anymore. You're just working off of everyone's to-do list. And then she's like, I'm at this point where I can't even write and do what's made me successful in the first place. So you have to think, okay, I need to stop being so reactive to what everyone else needs from me and start doing what I did in the first place, which is so goes in line with that book, The Slight Edge. It's like, you can't forget what made you successful in the first place. And you know, for me, like maybe that's... I, I, I actually have two phones. And this is, this is actually very helpful. I don't know if this is going to help a lot of people, but it has helped me. One phone 
No one has the number besides Michael. And the other phone is just my regular phone. And the reason I did it that way is because when I was emailing and posting Instagram stories and Instagrams, it you know, there's like notification, notification. It's so distracting. So to have one phone where there's no notifications, where I can be fully in my workflow, everyone's like, oh, have a work phone and a play phone. No, like for me, like just have a phone that no one has the number. That has changed my life because I can sit there and just do everything I need to do. It's way faster because this one has 5 million photos. That one doesn't. It's changed my life. Wow. So if you're like feeling overwhelmed with notifications, I would say get another phone. I just turned off um, text notifications so they don't show up on my lock screen. They only show up when I go open my messages. Can we turn off text in general? Just fucking turn off text. I'm fucking so over text. 100%. And now I'll just answer them like morning and then evening. I voice note only. We like, do you voice note? I love a voice note. Voice note all fucking day. All day. I'm like, no no receipts. You know what though? I'm I'm going to be a bitch right now and be like, I love a voice note. No, but then when someone sends me one back, I'm like, oh, same. Are you same. serious? Three, three days minimum is my same. reply time. Unless I'm like, I have that recently. I was like, I need to go on a walk and listen to all these voice notes. And it's so funny because we were DMing, DMing the other day. I was like voice noting you. I was like, actually, I don't like when people voice note me. I don't know why I'm doing this to her. I was literally thinking, I'm like, she probably doesn't like this. No, so I do it back like, too. Like, it's horrible. Uh, we're all hypocrites. I know. But I was like, yeah. So anyways, the no phone thing is, is baller. I fucking love that. Get the two phones, but here's the other thing. Do not check your phone in the morning. I do not. That's, yeah, no, that's, mm-mm. that no. is rookie. That's rookie. Michael woke up this morning at five in the morning and opened his email. And I looked at him and I said, turn your brightness down uh, and yo. get out of the room. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. it's so, it feels so counterproductive. There's to nothing that can it feels set you off. so icky. Oh, um, messy. Inva- like invasive. Yeah. yeah. So there's something about it that's like, uh, and the light especially, I, I mean, we'll go into like biohack stuff later, but like the light especially so early in the morning to have like the real estate of your eyes <laughs> is like Love it. so, yeah, it's, it, it, it affects you. It, it immediately turns on my brain to the point of like stress. What do I mm-hmm. need to worry about? What do I need to be notified about in touch? With? I'll notice I'll do it when I travel. You wait. It's, so do I. Yeah, dude. It's bad because you're out of your rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, it's that's like true. And it's like also when I eat dinner late, and mm-hmm. if I drink wine, I'm like have on. I'm like a sugar, oh. a sugar vibe is going on. So I'm looking for like a hit, and so this is like my own crazy theory. So I'll get on my phone earlier, and it's like I don't know. I'll just notice my habits will like slip off. Ryan Holiday said something on his podcast. He said he noticed when he was traveling that he wouldn't do his morning routine. Same. And I'm like, oh, I do that too. So what he said is he started to make a travel morning routine Mm. that's different than the home morning routine. And I thought that that was such a good tip because obviously like you don't have all your books with you. You don't have maybe if you, I don't know, if you stand in front of a red light, whatever you do in the morning, you don't have all those tools with you. So how can you have a productive day and be preventative about anxiety without all those tools you have at home? And do it while you're traveling. Because I like to have clarity, I have to, I have to t- tap into my toolbox daily. I know I do red light too. It's amazing. I saw it was like, I remember one story you were like butt ass naked on conference calls on my red light. I was like, that is the vibe. <laughs> I was like, that is That's truly the vibe. That's like all day. I'm like fucking red lighting. But you know what I've noticed is red light makes my hair dry. So I actually wrap my hair up because it makes my hair dry. What? Yeah. Mm. Pro tip. Wrap up your hair in like a t-shirt or something. How did you notice that? Because I noticed, I'm like, why is my hair like ragged? And I was noticing because it was like frying in front of a red light Uh, all the time. Oh, it's always something. It's always, it was also too, I'm going to say something. Uh Uh-oh. That red light has real bad EMFs. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. You know what? We're upset. I know. I feel that. Uh I swear to God. And I'm on my phone when I'm on it. So I'm like blasting myself. Michael has this masturbation man cave in our house. <laughs> As you do. And it's like this dark dungeon that I, I can't with. And there's 8,000 plugs and wires and it's it's making EMF. Is that how you say yes. it? Yes. Sounds and like there's crickets. Wait, do you have one and, of those? The Tesla? Oh yeah. Was it? I have um, an EMF box thing. Can you, you send it to you? text me which yes. one to get? Yes. You can voice mm-hmm. note it to me. I'll text mm-hmm. it to the number that no one else has. So it'll be just <laughs> yeah. me and Michael. Yeah. Um, but there was something you talked about that I want to talk about. It's just, we really relate to. It's like when you're a creator and then you become a business owner and then 
you like lose touch with what it is that made you successful. And we struggle with that so much. We're actually really, and I'm same as you. I love being a CEO. I love like running a business. I'm actually really, it's like, I love it. But I realize how much I'm like, how much money do I make from podcasting is X percent of our business, the majority. And then we have the other percentages, which is much smaller. How much time are we spending on this versus this? And then how much of like, is coming across my desk like you with our like you said with our team where I'm like I don't care about this yeah like or do, it, do you really need me There's a dependency yes. I think and I'm, I think you just have to be clear with your team Yes you just have to be very clear and I am not the best leader I think that I have a lot to work on so I don't know if Same. I have I'm focusing on so that next much year. advice but like uh, what we are doing right now is at nine fifteen every morning they text me what they're working on, where they're stuck, and like an, hopefully an idea that we can do to make everything run more efficiently. It could be something as simple as, you know, let's do a Slack with this new team member because I think that packages will be done more efficiently. And then at the end of the day at five o'clock, they text what, you know, what they've accomplished. I also think it's like important to make sure that they are confident without yes. like without any hand holding from mm-hmm. me. They can they know the answer. And an example of that is Mimi, she's been on our team for like 7 years. She started, you know, taking dry cleaning and now she's full on creative director. She's taught herself Photoshop. She's really just evolved her role um and she's taken that into her hands. And I think that 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 is not a lot of handholding. At the same time, I also like I'm very much Gary Vee fanatic. And he's always like, you know, what can I do to help you? What can I do to make you more successful? That's a question that I think that is important to ask all the time. Mm-hmm. What you can do for them. Yes. And that, you know, I would say just like on a micro level, sprints every week. Having, you know, a sprint meeting where it's a half an hour where we all go over and touch base on our calendar every single week. Ansley and I just put something on um, Mondays where we're going to do a weekly touch base. So on Monday, we can look at the entire week from a micro level and be like, okay, this person we need to get a present for. This person we need to bring, you know, woo to. We need to send this. Oh, it's this person's birthday on Thursday. Like, what are we, what, what's the strategy? Instead of every morning waking up being like, this is what we have to do today. Let's be yes. reactive. Like, on Monday, how can we just make the week a little bit more smoother? Mm-hmm. It's trial and error. Mm-hmm. It, like, it's learning. But I will tell you, I don't love being the CEO, mm-hmm. I've realized. I want to be a creative director. So that's, and that's why I don't feel so comfortable giving so much advice. Michael's more CEO. Mm-hmm. That's like what he loves. I I like I, I like getting creative. And mm-hmm. I've realized that that to me, if I got paid all the money in the world, I still wouldn't want to be on Zoom calls from seven to nine. Yeah, that's like, facts. I just don't want to do it. Yeah, that's that. facts. That's so true. Uh, it doesn't make me happy. It doesn't light me up. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> do you have people on Zoom calls? Do you have to be on Zoom calls a lot? I did another rule that Andrew wants to say- kill me for. <laughs> Only Wednesdays. Oh yeah, your call day is Wednesdays. Yeah, we have Tuesday call day. It was killing us though. Yeah. A little bit. It It kills you, but you have to go into it. Like it's going to kill you. It's so much better though when you're creating on a Thursday and you're so creative and then you have to get on a call. We haven't gotten to the all day creative day. Yes. (laughs) We're working on it. (laughs) Just like the call day. I know it's brutal, but also have have your um, team space it out. Like sometimes a call with, Sam from, like, I don't know. Does that really need to be this yeah. week or can we push it five weeks? Mm-hmm. Truly. 100%. Like, you have it's to so have space. Mm-hmm. How do you get creative? Like, do you, so if you have your Thursdays where it's like your creative day, what does that look like? Blank. Nothing on the calendar. I, nothing gets me off more than a blank day. I mean, facts feel that. I don't want to wake up every day and be doing all the things that I'm supposed to do. So it looks like definitely getting in a bunch of self-care in the morning so I can be clear. It looks like really great natural light. Mm -hmm. Um, And it looks like my phone, my computer, um, like a pad of paper, no one bothering me, music, just nothing. That's what it's, there's nothing to do. But I will say I'm not always inspired. Like, I, I definitely push myself daily 
Because I think if you just wait until you're inspired, you're never going to do it. And you guys know with 360 podcasts, you have not been inspired for every single one of those. But you show up and you do what you said you were going to do. And you put up the episode weekly and you rinse and repeat. And it's not always fun, but that's part of the game. There's this misconception that being creative and and posting on Instagram and blogging and all podcasting is always fun. I know. Yeah. It's not always fun. I know. I, I'm not complaining. I fucking love it. I love the ups and downs, but it's not always fun. Or that a fulfilling career is always bringing you joy. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's been an interesting thing to watch. Even the younger generation just be like, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. I want to be doing what I love. Yes. And there's so many days that you show up that add to the momentum, but that are not all fun. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. What if they have a study too? It's like people don't want to be, it's like, People don't want to be happy. They want to have purpose. Like purpose is what really drives people, not happiness. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like that's the whole thing I think about with what I do. It's like, how could I make people more aware of like the realities of our situation of like what's so hard about what we do, but also be positive. You know, it's like, I want to be really honest, like about things that have been really hard this year. Like there was like two weeks ago, someone ripped off uh, almost 30 we've had tons of people rip off our name. We're in constant legal stuff all the time, but they took the name almost 30. They created a podcast. They took our bio and then they, they used all the audio, our audio, but it was like weird because it was clips of us like being really vulnerable. And it was like, so one of our team members was like, Hey, there's someone that used almost 30, the name created a podcast, ripped off our bio, ripped off pieces of our audio and put up like 60 episodes. And we're just like, all right, now we're going to have to figure out like legal stuff with it. Like, it's just so many things. I'm like, you would have never thought like, you know what I mean? Years ago, I'm like, oh yeah, but podcasting's fun. How stressful it would be to be fearful that someone could be like doing this maliciously or like this could be up forever. Or, you know, it's just, there's so many aspects of it where it's like, this is so much harder than people think. And it is not for like the week. I think that any career or anything in life, there's always going to be cons. You're mm-hmm. never going to get something with all pros. Totally. You know, there's, I can't think of one job. And people would say, oh, me, being an actress. I can't, I mean, there's a oh, hundred no. cons with that. Hell no. Being a model, a hundred cons. A zillion. So I think that I just try, like, try to practice empathy with everyone's career. Everyone has pain points and tough spots. And just because it's not always all over social media, I mean, I think we're at this this like fork in the road where being vulnerable, are you being manipulative 100%. with the vulnerability or is are you actually opening up in a way that feels authentic? I don't love that word, but it is true. Like there feel sometimes the vulnerability feels staged. Yeah, of course. And um because it's it's like it's cool now. It's yeah, trendy. It is. Yeah. Yeah. When I see those posts, I'm like, ah. Like someone who was just very vulnerable that I think is amazing is Chrissy Teigen. Mm. And I think that she was so amazing with what she posted about uh, having a stillborn birth. And I'll tell you why. She got attacked for showing that. Mm. But I think she weighed the pros and cons. And I think the pro out of that is that she opened space for all these women who have experienced similar situations or are going to experience similar situations to make them feel less alone. And I don't think there's ever been a celebrity who's been that raw and honest. She probably knew people were going to come after her for posting such a private moment, but she's beautiful. She's thin. She has everything. So it looks like she has the mansion. She has the kids. She has everything. And this still happened to her. And to open up and be like, this this doesn't discriminate. It can happen to anyone, I think has made so many other women um, feel less alone. Mm-hmm. So that's an example to me of someone that like, yeah, she was going to get shit for the vulnerability, but it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Because I really think that that post that she did is, I mean, people might be mad because mm-hmm. it's so raw, but it's real. Yeah. And then there's some other people that, you know, use vulnerabilities to sell something mm-hmm. or, and it just, if the audience can feel it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, people I can feel tell. like we're getting to a point where creators are forgetting that the audience is really smart. I mean, 
people are smart. Mm -hmm. I notice sometimes that really intelligent, successful people think they're the only ones that are smart. 100%. It's a real issue. It's true. Michael and I talk about this all the time. Just because you're smart and you've had a success doesn't mean other people aren't smart. Mm -hmm. People feel energy. People feel can feel, you know, I think, even through the screen, truth. Yes. And if, if you're blowing smoke up people's ass in 2020, I just don't see the longevity. I think it's like, I can, and also too, I think the audience, it's like, you can, it's like so weird because it is such a frequency thing. You can see a post and a caption and be like, Oh, this feels true or not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even off. reading the mm -hmm. words or not, it's just like, this feels true for them or not. And this feels like honest or not. And people are so with it and they can tell. And that's why we love, that's why I love podcasting. Yeah. Cause it's like blogging was good, but it's like, I hated photos. Like I just fucking hated it. It didn't feel true for me. I hated flat lays. I fucking, I just, I hated that I was like having people buy clothes. I didn't really want to be, that wasn't my thing. And podcasting, it's like, you can hear what I mean. It's the best thing ever. It's the best. Mm -hmm. You can't. And, and also like yeah. someone's getting their nails done right now listening to this. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. And so whatever medium that is for people, because some people like do the, you can do Instagram well or blogging well, like yours are so heartfelt and true, but it's finding that like medium of, of whatever it is for creators of like what is going to be the most authentic thing for them. You got it. You copying someone else's formula because it works for someone else is not the move. You got to find where, where it works for you, mm -hmm. whatever that is. I mean, some, some people like you, like you don't like taking photos. Some people love it. I know. Bless. Bless. What do you do about people that copy you? I don't pay any attention to that. Yeah. Does your team notice it? People will tell me stuff. I don't. Yeah, what, how do you kind of like work with the... I, I just honestly, like... Yeah, yeah. If someone wants to copy me, I'm going to keep evolving and moving. So 100%. That's, that's exhausting to copy. Like, I mean, honestly, Truly. like I'm just going to keep... I have 600 other ideas I haven't executed on. I can't be worried about the idea yeah. that I that I was from three years ago that someone's copying. <laughs> so damn true. I, it's like, you got to... If you're wasting your mm -hmm. thermometer and and your energy. It's such an LA word, mm -hmm. but it's true. On worrying about what someone else is doing, you're totally being unproductive towards something that you could be doing. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that has kind of rattled you? The Facebook group rattled me. Yeah. And we talked about this off air. Mm -hmm. And it rattled me because... I was thinking about you for months. I'm like 60K in there, Same. baby. I'm like... What, what do you... What, I can't control 60K people. Nope. No mm -mm. one can. Mm-mm. There's nothing I can do. So, so sure, that rattled me. That was, it, it's, it sucks that you have to make this decision where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Like to be, to be in charge of having to shut down a group, you know, there's a, there's a very mixed emotion about that. It's sad. Um, I just think that what happens with the Facebook groups is they grow and they grow and they grow. And then people who aren't a fan or, uh, and for me, not a fan. I would say more of like a community member. Totally. Mm -hmm. um, come in and they don't they don't know you know what you're about or what the brand's about, and so it just turns into hate. I do think there needs to be more. Um, I don't want to say monitoring, but due diligence on Facebook's end to monitor the hateful speech. Mm -hmm. I really, really, really respect every part of what, how you handled it. it there, there was definitely like a lot of discussion about like, what's the best way to handle this for the community? And I had to make the decision, like I said, that it was too much hate. And it wasn't even the posts that were hateful. It was the comments within the post. Mm -hmm. And it was the attacking each other. And I think anyone that has consumed my content knows that I think hateful speech on the internet is unproductive. Mm -hmm. I don't see the benefit. I never in my entire life have gone to someone's page or dropped into someone's never. DM mm -hmm. and said something negative. Mm -mm. I can't fathom it. Same. I almost Same. can't believe it. Mm -hmm. And then when I shut it down, I had thousands of messages telling me, you know, kill myself. I'm a horrible person. I'm disgusting. I'm a bad mother, you know, on and on and on. And I thought, this is further proving why I should have shut the group down. Mm. This mm -hmm. block and restrict, block and restrict. It, for me to see 
those DMs and to mm. be able to block those people is so liberating. It's like, get the fuck mm-hmm. off my page. Unfollow me. Go consume 8 billion other people's pieces of content. You don't like my podcast? Don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Just press unfollow. Yeah. It was. It felt good to be able to block people that possibly had been following me for the wrong reasons to be hateful. Like, it was bye. A hundred percent. And if you're going to come into my house my social media and kick your feet up on my couch and and say hateful things and and be an asshole get out of my house i wouldn't do that to you so i think now like i'm just that this i reached like this point where it's like i don't want negative energy on my platforms just don't i think that if you're out there that and you're writing negative things on social media i think that just take a minute and really figure out what's triggering you mm-hmm. someone asked me the other day don't you think there should be a feature on instagram and facebook when you log on that says these photos are edited because everyone's editing their photos mm-hmm. smoothing whatever and i said no And this is not a popular answer. No, I don't think that there should be a disclaimer that people are editing their photos. I think that if you are triggered by something, whatever it is, if I'm triggered by Kylie Jenner editing her photos, it's a me problem. Mm -hmm. It's not her problem Mm -hmm. that I'm triggered. We're living in this world where everything's triggering and and this and that. It's like, if you are triggered, examine why you're triggered and where that's coming from. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I see if I see, like I said, Kylie Jenner's photos and it's making me really upset, like there's something that I, maybe I need to journal or maybe I need to f- get in tune with myself of why that's upsetting me. No one can upset you. Mm-hmm. you know, like no one, no one can make you react. So I think that hopefully when we move into 2020, people will start to realize that if they're triggered, they need to figure, like it's an inward thing. Look inward. That's my, that's the life goal for 21. Yeah. The looking in and there's this like, you know, I was talking about this last night at at dinner. There's this like level of narcissism too, where it's like, you know, for someone to be like, you know, they need, um, Kylie Jenner needs to, you know, not airbrush her photos because it bothers me or people need to not talk about this because it triggers me. It's like, that's a narcissistic belief that someone needs to change the way they act because of what you believe or what you internalize or what you're triggered by. Everyone's going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. So it's like having the world shift and change just for you isn't the way things work. And that's not way, like how we evolve and grow. And there's just this movement in social media where there is this narcissistic belief that like, you should do this. You should do that. You should not do this. You should not do that. You shouldn't say this. You're irresponsible for saying that. And people are going to do what they're going to do. And we need to like let go of trying to really change people instead, look at ourselves. A hundred percent. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Just ask that question of like, what, what is this? Because it will come up again. What is this the trigger will me, come up again? What is this showing me about how I feel about myself? Hundred percent. Yeah, we've all been triggered on social of media, of course. But it's not someone else's fault that I'm upset about something that they posted. Of course, you know, a hundred percent. It also feels really good to just be like, okay, okay. I, like, you know I what sit I mean? like, with just, it. Just keep going. Yes. Or mute. Mute. Yes. Keep going. Protect your space. Yeah. I don't. I don't even go to the left side to scroll. I don't even go there. Yeah. I don't even look. Yeah. And for content, I consume a couple of people. That's it. It's too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to diet and I'm consuming 1,800 different opinions where someone's telling me paleo, someone's telling me fiber, someone's telling me vegan, it's too confusing. It's like, how can you funnel your content? Like, I always think of my content that I'm consuming as a big funnel. Put it in, like, extract the couple of people that... I really find value in. And the rest, it's just, it's noise. Mm-hmm. I think examining who you're consuming is important. Like one of, um, Sam actually, mm-hmm. shout out to Sam, came Love over Sam. And, and we were talking about listening to like certain podcasts and she brought up this podcast. It's a really negative podcast. Mm-hmm. And she said that she was like feeling like a little sad about something. Aww. And I said, stop consuming that podcast. That's one less thing to make you less sad. And she, she was like, oh yeah, that's maybe that podcast is like, you, you don't even realize it's upsetting you. Yes, totally. You know what I mean? Yes. You don't even realize the content's affecting you because you think, oh, it's a minute a day. It's two minutes a day. A minute a day adds up to 365 minutes a year. 
yep. that you're just poisoning your brain with mm-hmm. negativity. Mm-hmm. It starts to add up. Mm-hmm. So I think really consuming, and I've there's been times where I feel like I'm consuming something negative for like three days and then I'll be like, why am I feeling like this? And I'll check myself immediately. Yeah, 100%. What and it, then you're fed, because of the algorithm, you're fed more of that 100%. type of yeah. Yeah, content. Yeah, this year has been all such discernment mm-hmm. with like consumption of media. It's yes. like, and that's checking in. Like, I mean, the stuff that we watch, Justin and I is like, so fluff. It's insane. Fluff is great. The best. Mm-hmm. Fluff it up. Fluff it up. <laughs> Literally fluff it the fuck up. Um, what are you working on right now? What are you excited about? I am working on a co-brand that comes out on Monday. Oh my When does God. this podcast come out? It'll be after. Yeah. It'll be, so I can talk about the co-brand. Yes. yes. I, a co-brand with Elemis. Um, it's a skincare collection of a kit that I designed. It's so cute. Um, I have to send you guys one. Yeah. It's it's uh, pink and it's this kit that we've been working on for the last year and a half that has my top three favorite products of theirs. I use them all the time. It's a mist. It's a cleansing balm. It's an oil, of course. And it's all pink. And then we designed some Skinny Confidential merch that's going to go in there. And then eventually, definitely product. You guys know that yes. that takes 500 years. I've been th- <laughs> I was thinking about the other day. I was like... Thinking about how I think for a little bit, I had this intuition that you were going to create like an athletic wear line. No. Really? No. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. You know what? I don't care about clothes that much. I, I yeah. I am in Michael's sweats. Yes. If I could wear the same thing every day, I absolutely would. 100%. I, you know, I, I, had, I had to get in tune with that though, because when I started out, I was like, oh, I want to create an athletic line. And then I started to realize, eh. I wear the same thing so like every cool. fucking day. <laughs> What's the athletic line going to be? MichaelSweats.com? <laughs> you know. I actually got them. Yeah, it's like, that'd be actually dope to make a brand that's like my boyfriend's clothes. Yeah. And it's just fucking baggy ass clothes. I got Done. your lilac t-shirt, by oh the way. God, yes. It's so cute. Oh, I think yeah. that's some of the cutest merch I've ever seen. Oh, it's cute. Sweet. The we lavender. Want it to be different. Yeah. You're sweet. Anyways, okay. Brings so out the whites in you your eyes and your teeth. Elemis line is coming up. Elemis line is coming out. Product. And then another book. Which is Chinese torture. How are you doing? The book is gnarly. Yes. The book is gnarly. We've heard that it's the process. You guys will write one. I yeah, called almost yeah. 30 coffee table book. I already see mm-hmm. it. Do it in It's just going to be selfies of us. Great. It's like a Kim K moment. <laughs> yeah. So don't do too much writing. Yes. Uh, don't do too much writing. Good. Yeah. Just pictures. Uh, so that's coming out probably later next year. And just... I'm just really zoned in with creating and I'm also very zoned in and you and I sort of talked about this with nature. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was going to ask you about that. I want to be outside. Nature is life. I Isn't growing your own walks. food. Yeah. Yes, taking I walks. Salad, I want to be retired. Yeah. I want only photos of like one rose in my Instagram feed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I want just like a, yeah. I want my kids playing with wooden toys only until yes. they're like 16. A hundred percent. You know. Grounding, yes. no shoes. No shoes. I want peace of mind. Yes, that, same. What I've realized is success. Autonomy is success. That is success. It's waking mm. up and doing things on your own terms. And that to me is my goal of life. Mm-hmm. And my goals have changed so much since I was 22. Autonomy to me is number one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Peace I, of mind and autonomy. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. I say freedom. I'm like, I just want enough money for freedom. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because right now I'd be like, I have enough money for freedom. <laughs> but I'm like, why am I so... There's always more. Yeah, there's always more. <laughs> but it is really, it's like freedom and autonomy and then grass and nature. I would I want, love some fucking grass. I want some grass. Yeah, I'd And I want to walk down the street and not see anybody. I'm literally, mm-hmm. I hate walking around and having cars like <laughs> drive by and people. I just hate it. <laughs> I hate it. There's something weird about me where I'm like, don't look at me. <laughs> you know you just need a break I need a break yeah. it's also uh, literally LA is city of eyes not city, city of, angels, of eyeballs it's city of eyes city of eyeballs so it's really it's very invasive yes. you know what I do I just wear the ugliest possible thing yes. that I could possibly wear with a huge visor <laughs> and huge sunglasses mm-hmm. and look like I'm, uh, 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 so old yes. and decrepit. And I just walk down the streets and no one like no no one's going to look at what I'm looking like. It's yes. so gross. No, people are checking me out. It's just like... And no one's checking me out. No what I one. Want. It's just like people in the area. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> you need an LA break. I need an LA break. And that's why we're going to be in... Austin. Austin. <laughs> With Joe Rogan. This was so fun, y'all. This hey, was so Joe. much fun. Let me do another. I know. Same. This was really fun. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. You're the Thank best. You. you guys, Ansley, let's get them on the podcast. 
before you move. Yes. You said before January. Yeah. Yeah, Ansley, let's definitely get them on the podcast. Okay, guys, we love you so much. You guys know where to follow Lauren. She's, you know, everywhere. Iconic. Yeah, iconic. Number one. Hopefully I'm not everywhere in 2021. Oh, that's a good goal. Some places. 100%. But yes. (laughs) Okay, we'll see. (laughs) We'll hold you to it. All right, guys, we love you. We'll see you later. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Lauren. That was so much fun. Welcome TSC community. We're so glad you're here. So glad you're here. Find out more at theskinnyconfidential.com. Listen to the Him and Her podcast. And for all y'all that are looking to shop for the holidays, make it easy on yourself. Go to shopamost30.com. We have workshops, downloadables. We have sustainable, eco-friendly merch. And we would love to just support you as you continue evolving into 2021. Yeah, so proud. Almost 30 on all socials. Come connect with us. Our Instagram is mostly inspirational quotes, reels, insightful information. So we're glad to get to know you there. On YouTube, we have videos which are new. And then the rest of our episodes are all spirituality, wellness, entrepreneurship, all about your personal evolution. Yeah. And I'm at Lindsay Simsick on Instagram. And I'm at It's Krista. And we'd love to thank our sponsors for this episode. As always, we are only sharing brands that we truly believe in and use ourselves. Sakara, Osea Malibu, Paleo Valley, and FX Chocolate. You can find out all of the discount codes and links in our show notes, as well as on almost30.com. Yeah, enjoy. We'll see you on the next episode. Love you. Bye. Bye.